This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming, but New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance, run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Lovely sports listeners, and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. I'm Tyler Scheid, your actual expert, unlike what Mark said previously or later or whatever. I have a master's degree in sport administration that clearly says, by court's ruling, I can be used as an expert witness. What? That's literally what it means. Really? Yeah, because I have a master's degree in the field, I can be called in as an expert witness on sport business. That is such a cool thing to be able to say. I don't have any degree. I'm Mark. I don't know nothing about nothing, and I got no proof that I don't even know nothing. However, you do know a good bit about fitness. Sure, let's say that. Today, we're going to be talking about sports nutrition and fitness Uh and how it pertains to the greater overall whole. So, obviously... Growing up, going through school, we had like the food pyramid, the various other things. I'm not going to ask how I'm doing. Nutrition. I'm not going to get any small talk in here. Oh, you want a small talk again? Why don't we do a little? Small you know, right? Talk? You're right. You're right. Yeah, you know? we haven't even done any like recent sport updates. By the way, for everyone listening at home, this is version 0.1 of the podcast. The future version of this podcast and the dream that we have is to be able to relay to you the upcoming sports events as they happen week by week, and then recap pre previous week's sporting events. However, as all of you are listening to this right now, we are building the framework to be able to get to that point so that we can all be on the same level of understanding. This is a journey and we're all on it together. We are united in our goal of being able to understand what the hell happens in any sport at any time and we can appreciate it all together because that's what sports is all about. <coughs> Triscuits. <coughs> And we need your help to do it. We need you to listen. We need you to download. We need you to talk about this podcast and help it grow. Because as we get a greater audience, we are at a greater advantage and opportunity to be able to attend events, to be able to go and look at these bigger sporting things. Because we can't afford those tickets to the Super Bowl. But you know what? If we get invited and it's comped for free, you know I'm going to that buffet. (laughs) There's a buffet, right? I mean, if you're in uh, one of those luxury boxes, yeah. Hell yeah. That's our goal. Everybody, we have a dream. We have a dream that we're going to be invited to do a live episode at one of those boxes. It will be amazing. Honestly, that is a huge goal of mine, um, Uh is to be able to have be invited to a stadium to be able to do this podcast live as it happens Mm -hmm. and add commentary and add depth to it give you a greater understanding and appreciation for everything that's happening on the field Uh uh-huh i will be looking at the food (laughs) or on the rink or wherever we're invited exactly wherever our our collective expertise wink 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 is welcome 
Maybe a courtroom, apparently. <laughs> I did not know that that was even a possibility. No, yeah, it's uh, that was something that was told to me when I was getting my master's degree, actually. Oh, it's wow. like literally, um, one how of many our, sports uh, master's degree owners are called up to be a witness, however? Highly unlikely, highly unlikely, but not impossible, not impossible. So, everyone out there, go commit sport crime. <laughs> it literally, well, probably with the current skating over what I just encouraged our audience to do. <laughs> yeah, that's normal for me. I skate over all of your bull crap. Don't commit crimes, period, whether it's sports crimes right, or otherwise. Right, right. But uh, they're called in for a number of different reasons, especially in current proceedings going on with the NCAA uh-huh. or uh, NFL with relation to various levels of amateurism and the conversation about taking advantage of athletes, student athletes. Right, right. So, so we have two dreams. One is to be invited to those luxury boxes, and two is to get Tyler called no. as an expert witness. No, I don't. I don't want to be. You an don't expert. care which dream is accomplished I, first. I, it's in your hands, everybody. I, I don't want to be. An, I, I don't want to be an expert witness. You can It's like when you're there's a movie. There's a law about if you reveal a gun in the movie early on, that gun has to be shot later on in the movie. You're the gun now, or you're going to be talking about the sport gun oh, that they oh. used to start the races at the Olympics. And whether or not it was rigged. What event uses that gun? Races. Which races? All of them. Do I win? Am I right? Am I not right? all of them use a gun? Some but of them use a, lot. a crossbow. It's, and it's, it's more the, common. The slowest person gets shot. <laughs> oh my God. It's the most dangerous game. Ah, uh, yes. Human hunting. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. No. Why are you so paranoid? No one's going to go out and then you're going to be called up a witness because they're going to like, this person just went out and created an arena, the real Hunger Games, and you are the culprit. You, they can't call me. I don't have a master's degree. Oh, God. I'm immune. You're not <laughs> I immune. say whatever I want. That's not true. <laughs> Is it true? But starting guns are commonly used in track, swimming, and um, sometimes in horse racing. But more often in uh, horse racing, they use the gates and the bells. Right. Swim Swimming's good because if you go deep enough, you can't get hit by the bullet. Starting guns don't have bullets, Mark. They're blanks. Mm. And more often than not, they're not an actual gun. They're like, almost look like a flare gun. It's like a, you know those kid guns with the pop caps? Oh, yeah. That's usually kind of what they are. Yeah. You know, people always blame violent video games on, like, violence today. Do they not remember you and I, when we were kids, go to the toy store and get a fucking gun that goes bang bang and you shoot your friends bang, bang, yeah. you remember those little like pop fireworks yeah oh yeah exactly. we would throw them at each other oh man i almost went deaf when i did the video for my 30th birthday which was how loud i could be i was at 2 a.m i bought some of those and i threw oh them in my, my car God. and just the the environment of being enclosed in the car with a kaboom hurts a lot a yeah. lot of decibels, like 130, I think it got up to. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'll do it. It hurt. Yeah, because the sound waves create pressure zones, and that's... I've yet to meet a problem that can't be solved <laughs> with explosives. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. all right. The Event Horizon Protocol, I see how it is. Uh, anyway, today... Yes. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I, you've been busy today. I I watched you join a stream and yeah. talk about it in space with Markiplier. I was working on the teaser trailer all morning. I mean, oh, most yeah. of it was done by Lixian and Marcus, and the codes were all done by them. But I, I did final assembly with the color and making sure the sound was all polished. But Nice. Yeah. Good. Have I shown you the teaser for the third one? I, you have not shown me anything after the first one because we've both been so busy. I will show it to you right now. Oh, have I showed you the posters? You haven't shown me anything. Oh, those are sick. Oh, it's sick, right? Oh, those are sick. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, beautiful. 
By the way, have you seen the response for WUG? People fucking love WUG. Yeah. People love WUG. Okay, let me, uh, we'll censor this out because uh, actually, maybe by the time that this is out, it'll be cool, but uh, hold on. Oh, wow. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mixed the entire soundscape myself. Very happy. That's, oh, it's so ominous. I know. It's oh my oh, god! No. You'll, that's you'll be insane. Is that why it? I I presume that's just a stand-in for yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, that was all. Uh, don't worry about that, everybody. Home unless it's out already. Then worry about oh, it. Oh my god, that's so cool! I'm know, so excited right? for it. the The response from First Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Oh my god. Yeah. I I mean, I was there at the premiere. Mm-hmm. I made sure and I was like tweeting and sharing as much as I could, mm-hmm. interacting with everybody that was part of the cast and crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. like everybody who was involved in the project. The greatest thing about this, this is just a testament to you and Amy in particular, mm-hmm. is the way that you guys ran the production, the passion that you guys had and the heart that went into this, everybody felt and everybody put theirs into it as well. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I could ever hope for is just like people love it as much as we do. Yeah, and it just, it it showed, and it showcased, oh, and especially in the response and seeing everybody's interaction, mm-hmm. for one, at the premiere when we were down in Austin, and for yeah, two, yeah. when it actually came out, mm-hmm. I mean, people that I didn't see post very often at all uh, posted about this, Yeah, and it was it was just huge. And then when part two is going to come out, it's going to be a real trip. They're not ready. They're not ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, sports nutrition, lay it on me. This episode is brought to you by New Balance. You don't have to be an elite athlete when you pound the pavement. Whether you've run five marathons or you only run when necessary, whether you're chased by bears, zombies, monsters, the apocalypse is coming. But New Balance will have you covered regardless. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com slash running to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know all those subscription websites, they just hide those charges from you, they're hidden and repetitive and you forget about them? Oh, I know exactly which websites you're talking about. The ones that you like to go to. You do? I've literally spent so long digging through my finances. Rocket Money can help cancel your subscriptions. You're saying Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow grow your savings? Absolutely, yes. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for me? Up to 20%? Maybe. But for our listeners, definitely yes. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash sportsteam. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-T-E-A-M. That's rocketmoney.com slash sports team this episode is brought to you by state farm you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong but these are the words you really need to remember like a good neighbor state farm is there they've got options to fit your unique insurance needs meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need have coverage options to protect the things you value most 
File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So an interesting thing when we were growing up in school and going through school, we always had like the food pyramid. We had those kind of like nutritional courses through yeah. elementary school. Uh-huh. We had people come and visit talking about nutrition. And they talked about, you know, the old school food pyramid. Grains are so important. Grains, yeah. And then you got your meat. Mm-hmm. And then you got your dairy. vegetables and fruit. Vegetables and fruit. And dairy. And dairy. And then at the top, sweets. <laughs> sweets. Sweets. Yeah, exactly. But um, it was just that's not accurate to what actually our bodies need. And the biggest thing that has really shaped nutrition as we've gone on throughout and in recent years, more recent than you'd imagine, Mm -hmm. is the field of sport. Mm -hmm. And so it dates back to a lot of different things that have happened in sport because obviously we're always pushing the envelope in performance. Mm -hmm. And the ways that people look at that, obviously the the first thing people look at is training methods, Mm -hmm. the different weight trainings, the different plyometric exercises, Uh the invention of various different fitness exercises that has evolved for multiple facets and multiple reasons. Right. Because obviously we have health reasons. We need cardiovascular health. Of course. So that's going to be your aerobics, your exercise, like running, your your ellipticals, things that just get you moving and increase your heart rate. Those Uh are those are cardiovascular. Then you get into building muscle and getting stronger that just goes into weight training Uh those were the two primary principles that existed throughout all of history were those those two things Mm -hmm. now we got into understanding the muscles better looking into physiology and kinesiology how the body moves and how it reacts to movement Mm -hmm. and plyometrics came about Mm -hmm. changing how we weight train being more explosive so coming down slow as the as the muscles extend and then going fast creates a more explosive and a higher yield in results. Mm. Believe it or not, your muscle output and gains are accentuated significantly more when you focus on when the muscle is actually stretching out as opposed to when it's compressing, when you're actually compressing the muscle. Uh So lifting up for your biceps, the part where you're going to get the greatest gains is when you're slowly moving the and controllably moving the arm down while holding the weight. And so as that stuff is advanced, all of a sudden we got into understanding our bodies more, right? Uh And that's where nutrition started being studied Mm -hmm. because people started noticing results of particular food items and how it relates to sport. It used to be back in the day, it was like, we got to have this steak dinner right before the football game. We're good, big, beefy, meaty. Mm. And as they've studied and learned more, eating a large meal before exercise, your body blood flow is focused on digestion and not in your muscles, uh-huh. which is why the association of cramping in the pool exists, which mm. is a myth, but it's also kind of not. <laughs> well, which is it? it well, it's, be... it's not cramping, but uh-huh. it does create an element of greater fatigue mm. because your blood flow is not in your muscles. Mm, okay. So your chance of having a cramp or having something go wrong while you're swimming Mm -hmm. and also because they don't want you to puke that's a big reason why you don't eat and then jump in the pool was because your blood flow goes to your gut yeah all i can think about is the office episode where michael scott 
pounds fettuccine alfredo right before the race and during the race oh the yeah moment in the race he's just pounding fettuccine well that's the interesting thing we developed as scientists developed for things that require extended exercise starches are huge mm-hmm. which is why pasta day is a huge thing but it's not the day before the event it's not the day of the event it's two to three days beforehand is really? carb loading that far yeah because your body needs to digest it because what happens is your muscles they store energy and fats within them Mm. there's quick energy that's glycerin or Mm. it's basically sugar um and then there's the long-term endurance muscles that are 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 different color muscles they're generally darker Mm. that's what dark meat comes from Mm. dark meat is the more endurance based muscle because it stores a lot more long-term energy and fats whereas the quick twitching muscle fibers are white meat because they're used for more explosive things and used more short term they're not constantly used that's why the leg muscles are darker meat in a chicken because they're constantly being used just thinking of and now that you're saying it it makes so much sense because of course a chicken in the breast meat that's what they the wing flappers those are the flapper muscles yep they got to flap fast they can't even flap fast enough to fly but they flap faster than their legs do yeah they do that when they need to sprint and then they stand all day on their legs endurance style yep we didn't need to do any science about this just look at a chicken that's what Part, so obvious. That's part of what happened in, in understanding the human body and muscles is as we looked at that, we understood what dark meat was versus light meat, where those existed somewhat. Because even I body. always knew that uh, like dark meat on chicken was fattier. Yeah. Like, that's always been the thing. And that's why I like it better because it's more flavorful, but that makes so much more sense. But if you go into the biochemistry, the reason fat is not used for quick twitch uh-huh. is because it takes the body longer and it's a greater and more energy in- inducive process uh-huh. and long term to convert fat into ATP, which is the cellular energy. More energy efficient is a word you use? Yeah. Energy inducive? Well, it's more energy efficient, but it's a longer process. Yeah, yeah. It's not time efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I said. Anyway, but- You said energy inducive. (laughs) But taking sugars- Yeah. And turning that into energy is mm. significantly faster, which right. is why the fast twitch muscles have the more sugar stored into it, mm. um, which is surprising because, believe it or not, white meat is generally sweeter than dark meat. Mm. Dark meat is more savory because it's fatty. Ah, interesting, interesting. But more often than not, when we cook the white meat, a lot of that sugar goes away because we cook it and it burns off. This reminds me of something I was reading a little bit ago. There was an article about this guy who was on an all-protein diet. No, an all-steak diet specifically. This guy ate uh, the whatever, I don't know how much steak this is, but he ate about 500 grams of protein a day in steak. And that's he's also got the fat of that steak. So it's mostly right. just protein and fat that he's eating. And he's been eating this for years. And what was interesting about the results of this, I don't know why he's doing this. I think he's just like some kind of like, it's making me healthier. I'm, I'm so strong. But his blood sugar was extremely high, mm-hmm. like way above normal, like 130, 40 uh, milligrams per milliliter or whatever yep. the measurement is. So normal blood sugar is like around 100 or less. Ideally, I think 80 is where you want it's, your blood sugar yeah. to be. Um, and this guy's had elevated blood sugar. And it's, it was confusing to me because he's not eating carbs. But his body is, has so much excess protein and probably excess fat that it's converting that into sugars and stuff Correct. like that. And it's just like his body is at a constant state of having higher sugar. So theoretically, maybe he does have a bit of a higher like sport endurance performance. His heart probably ain't doing too good. His blood pressure probably not too great. 
But it's interesting how these like food choices cause your body to go through different physiological changes. Right. The The only issue with that is you're getting an insanely high fat diet and the effect of a high fat diet on the body and how your insulin adjusts uh, like it would not work as the most athletic performance thing. Mm. Because he's not getting, depending on what he's doing, mm-hmm. I mean, powerlifting probably, maybe it can work. But for the most part, unless you're getting the other nutrients you need, especially from vegetables, it's going to be extremely detrimental to the body as far as development. Because there are multiple other chemicals that are needed for muscle development, for converting the fat into the sugars, digestion, Various other things factor in as sports science has discovered. Like one of the most interesting things and the reason people discovered gluten allergies actually has to do with sports science and sports nutrition. Because gluten, when consumed by the body, creates natural inflammatory response. Okay. And so athletes, when they're injured or have uh, after a... um, exercise and various other stuff often recognize and realize how gluten can negatively impact their performance, which is why a lot of athletes eat a ton of vegetables and very little carbs Mm -hmm. that have gluten in them. They'll go to things that don't carry a lot of gluten, like rice. Mm. That's true. And so to get those proteins. And the biggest thing is like one of the greatest um, sports nutrition fields and one of the, this I studied when I was in school, one of the first universities to start studying it was Stanford. Okay. And they have an entire department dedicated to their athletes and a food court focused with the details of it for what their football players, what their volleyball players, what their divers, uh, tennis players. Every athlete there has a access to this insane amount of knowledge that goes around sports nutrition and sports science uh-huh. and the, the development of that. And if you know Stanford, like Stanford is very good academically. Yeah, they're an Ivy League school. Correct. But thank you. <laughs> but they're they're also um very good athletically mm-hmm. in multiple sports. They're not like the top tier football team. They're not like the top tier. But across the board, mm-hmm. women's basketball performs fantastically. Their football team, uh, a lot of offensive linemen end up in the NFL there. Like their diving team is tremendous. Um they had uh I think I know of one female diver who was in the Olympics from Stanford. They excel in almost every sport. Yeah, because it's all the nerds there that are also ripped as hell. They got the strongest nerds in the college circuit, but they're applying all their big brain knowledge to make those lunkheads in the sporting field even stronger. They know what to feed them to build protein when it's off-season. They know what to feed them when it's three days before the game. They know what to... And it's all based, like, individualized. Mm Mm-hmm. It goes down to the individual person because everybody's body's different. Everybody's body reacts to different foods and different things in general because, like, you can't consume alcohol because your body can't digest it. Mm-hmm. Ethan can't do peanuts because it will literally kill him. Yes. I can't eat sushi because I have, I'm immunocompromised and mm-hmm. it has bacteria in it that could kill me. Well, I can eat cooked sushi, but, uh, but I can't have grapefruit because of the med compromising. But there's so much nuance to it to where they calculate your sodium content. They want to make sure that you're getting the right amount of potassium, magnesium. Mm-hmm. iron, everything in the nuanced body that you would think you need for better performance uh-huh. are foundational principles for their nutritional plan. Okay. And there's a significant correlation as they've studied back from when people used to eat steaks before games to, well, now carb loading for marathons. Um, we even got into technology of tapering, where instead of pushing real hard and, and building real hard right before an event, you now cool off. It's a huge thing in swimming. They take a break and it's all about 
eating right, having your carb load, and not exerting yourself as hard. Yeah, well, that that also seems like just common sense because if you exert yourself harder and harder leading up to the game, you would naturally be tired and your body would be worn out Like by the time it's time to perform. And then at the game, you're expected to perform even higher than your training. You would think that, but over the course of training, people always said, as you continue to train, you're building up. The building blocks are there. But what they didn't realize until relatively recently uh-huh. is the amount that having a break to allow your body to recover for a significant period of time. And timing is key. Because if you go too long, then you lose what you're trained for. And if you go too little, then you're not fully there. So, And that's very individualistic as well. But the development of sciences and biochemistry and various other principles that exist within fields now, athletic training, Uh, there's so many different things that have evolved around sport. And nutrition is a big part of that. Okay, so uh, let's say I wanted to build the Ubermensch. I wanted to build the ultimate human. Okay. I wanted to really get this, like, let's say, eight foot tall, 300 kilogram lunk of a man bred from birth to be a football linebacker. Okay. That's a position, right? Yeah. Good. Okay. What do I do to this baby? Don't laugh at me like that. What do I do? What do I feed this baby? What do I give him? What what kind of nutrition am I giving this baby to give optimal? Because I did read something about how in developed countries versus undeveloped countries, in terms of like average height, uh, the countries, it wasn't necessarily the developed country. It was actually the fundamental basis of their diet at early stages of childhood. The more protein on average, is just generalizing, but the more protein that that developed country's diet had for their young developed children, they were on average, the higher ranking protein countries, three centimeters taller than the underdeveloped countries in terms of height. Like that's just purely getting a child more protein added three centimeters of height on average. Uh, And that could fluctuate depending on like how much protein. So obviously there's something about just like the pure building blocks of the human body, but there's more to it than that. Like the human body isn't just macronutrients. It's not just carbs, fat, and protein. There's so many different micronutrients that are there. What do I put in this baby? Well, obviously the building blocks for protein and in the human body is protein. Yes. So you want to you want to feed them meat, but you don't want to feed them high fatty meat. Okay. Because if you want them to be fast, you want them to be athletic. Generally, you're going to go to like the leaner meats. Obviously, you still want to get your iron. Uh, red meat is high in iron, so red meat does offer that benefit. So filet mignon is what I'm feeding this baby. You're not feeding it filet mignon. Why am I not feeding it filet? That's a not fatty cut of red meat. You just said. Generally, early stages of development for children, you want to feed them things that are generally more nutritious and less dense. What's more nutritious and less dense than a filet mignon? That's pretty dense. <laughs> it's not, well, but, okay. The the building blocks that you need in early stage development generally have more to do with vitamins and minerals than they have to do with proteins. Okay. Proteins obviously are a factor and you have to hit those proteins because they're growing. And right. proteins are a big part of growth uh-huh. because as your body grows and expands, mm. you're building muscle. Right, okay. But so, the big I, things in development, the main things early stage development is brain. Brain? Yes. I got to feed the baby brain? No, you're not feeding the baby brain. You need to feed them the nutrients that encourage development of the brain, which generally are exist within vegetables and fruit. Why the brain specifically is it because of the brain body connection in terms of like strength of neurons to send to muscles? Yes. Interesting. So I got to make it not only a super baby, but super smart baby. <laughs> 
Why are you high, laughing? It's high motor skills, high okay. high reaction. What gets good brain? I'm trying to remember the foods that help neuron firing off the top of my head, and I can't think of it's it like off. A, like off omegas, hand. right? Yeah. Like salmon? Um, you got to feed it a salmon? Not necessarily a salmon, <laughs> but but things that have that in there. Um, fish oils are obviously helpful for nourishing as growth develops. Uh -huh. But um, a lot of things that are key for that are, are in your vegetables. So your, your vitamins and minerals. Everything with vitamins and minerals that exist in there. You want to do carrots because more often than not, eye-hand coordination is key in sport. Uh -huh. And the eye nutrients that exist within carrots are helpful. Okay, so... So what if I just take one of every food in existence, I puree it, I th sprinkle on some multivitamins, and I shove it in that baby with a feeding funnel? Well, don't forget calcium. There's a reason why we produce milk for our infants. Okay, I crush up some bones and I put it in the, in the puree. Bone meal is pretty dense in calcium. Then that sounds pretty good. This baby's getting some bones. Bone broth. How nutrition is bone broth? I mean, bone marrow is extremely nutritious. Have you ever eaten bone marrow? Yes. Yes, I have. It's, I like it. It's, it's very, delicious. It's delicious. It's got a crunch to it. It's good. Oh, you had that kind? Yeah. I had the slurping kind. Oh, I haven't had that. Yeah, it's more like a, a gelatin type. And I put it like you can, there's obviously the, the hard part that you can still scrape off, uh -huh. but the gelatin layer. So I had a uh, bone marrow tacos. Oh. And those are great. For those of you that don't know about bones, bones have two types of marrow. You have your, your white marrow and your red marrow. And we're talking about eating the red marrow, which is high in your, it's basically what creates your blood cells. Mm -hmm. And so when you eat that, it's high in the proteins needed for development of your blood cells. But also within it, there's a certain level of stem cells that exist there. Mm -hmm. And a certain level of, I'm trying to think of the particular protein that's in bone marrow that's unique but there's there's hemoglobin in there and there's a lot of stuff that your body is going to use bone marrow is high in okay collagen i can't ah, think of collagen, freaking collagen that's right yeah but it helps your health your skins and it also has glucosamine um which fights against like osteoporosis and reduces inflammation in joints so it sounds like i need to get this baby some bones ah, bone marrow would be Delicious. Bone marrow. I mean, it's it's gelatinous. It's already ready for a baby to eat. It wouldn't have any trouble. Put it in a fake boob, and there you go. <laughs> what? What? Bony boob. <laughs> that's literally my I mean, mind. that's what it would be. So the key to an athlete's diet and looking up various different stuff mm -hmm. going into performance is about 55% carbohydrates. But we're talking complex carbohydrates, not simple carbs. We're not okay. talking sugars. We're focusing on vegetables, whole wheat type stuff, pasta, mm -hmm. things that don't necessarily have a lot of gluten in them. Okay. Um, and then about 12 to 15% of that is protein mm -hmm. because those are the building blocks for creating muscle mass. Only 12 to 15%? Yeah. It's less than you would think because if you overeat protein, your body just converts that into body fat uh -huh. and it just breaks it down and it becomes detrimental as opposed to advantageous. Huh. Interesting. Then why do bodybuilders recommend like a gram for every pound or what? Bodybuilders are unique in that space because they want to bulk to the point to where it's all about being big. Okay. They're, bodybuilders are meant to look like they can perform, but bodybuilders on average, if you compare them to an athlete right. at a lower weight class, there's been multiple studies of this. The athlete will outperform in a weightlifting contest than a bodybuilder. That makes sense. Because the majority of bodybuilders muscle mass is actually built on the fluid that's in the muscle and not the fibers in the muscle. Interesting. They're just big old bags of water. 
to a degree, they're still strong. They still do a lot of work. And anytime you increase your muscle mass, uh-huh. um, you're going to increase your strength. There's just different ways to create and increase muscle mass. Yeah. Um, one is more uniquely more difficult and takes longer, and that's increasing your muscle fibers. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the most commonly found in cats. Cats have an ability to be able to create more muscle fibers as they grow and strengthen compared to like the human body. Huh. That's why they're so quick to land on their feet. That's a lot of their mental capacity to be able to adjust. But also they just, I mean, you've seen a cat. They jump way higher than they are tall. Oh, yeah. The fast twitch muscles that they have and the muscle fibers that they have are built to have that explosive nature. And they're so flexible, too. Yeah. It It seems like just their muscles are better muscles than our muscles. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few different animals that are, I mean, obviously animals are built differently, like horses. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the ability to pull things, mm-hmm. tremendous. Dogs the same way. I mean, you play tug of war with a big dog, you're, you're going to lose. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, um, and then less than 30% from fat. Well, I mean, even so fat, like that seems like a reasonable amount. That seems like a normal diet. But that's most people, I mean, we talked about this in an episode where we were, we were talking about milk and arguing about milk. Okay. The the Whole milk's better. Truth or death challenge. Right. No, that was a different one. The Oreo challenge. <laughs> um, we did a few milk-based challenges in our day to day. But most people would not think 30% fat. Uh-huh. Because they think fat needs to be low. Mm-hmm. Notice that sugars aren't mentioned. I've here. always been about like fat's good. Oh, fat is good. Fat that's is good. A, an integral part of the human body. Yeah. It's found in your cell membranes. It's found in your muscles. I think that the majority of like health problems in America have been caused by, maybe not a majority, but a lot of them have been caused by the the fad of like low fat this, that. You still see it in groceries to this yeah. day. And they just replace the fat with sugar. And it's really sugar. They don't do it in milk. Well, they do it in skim milk. They add a little sugar. No, they don't. Don't they? Nope. Ah, well, it's disgusting anyway. Who would drink that? Whole it's delicious. Whole milk is where it's at. Anyway, but I think that a lot of these can be traced back to the removal of fat and the addition of sugar because fat has all the flavor. So when you take that out, you got to replace the flavor somehow and sugar is an easy substitute. Yes. Diabetes, like all these different health problems, obesity, it comes more from these pure, simple sugars. And I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. There are no, it's studies, true. tons of studies about this and the, the, the mood is changing, but having all of that basically propaganda for a whole generation of that, oh, it's got to be low fat, low fat's the way to get a skinny bod is like not true. Well, did you know that the U.S. government subsidizes like preservatives and other food that is less healthy? Oh, absolutely. That's why they're able to be a lower price? Yeah, 100% believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So going from that, obviously you don't see sugars in here. Sugars are generally categorized as carbohydrates, but when you start adding sugar, it's a problem. And that's the insulin response in the body. What happens when your body takes in sugar is you get an insulin response, Mm -hmm. which turns that sugar into fat. Yes. That's literally what it does. Fat generally does not become fat on the body because your body has to break it down into its own version and is used as long-term energy. And it's also used in your your cell bodies. It's in your your cellular membranes. It's in your joints. Mm -hmm. I mean, your cartilage, all of those different parts of your body have some semblance of fat for use. Mm -hmm. And fat is essential, essential to nerve firing. The myelin sheaths that are around nerves that increase the speed in which your nerves can fire are integral to your body. Absolutely. Omegas, they are fats. Yep. 
Yeah. So many of these essential things that people like are like, oh, you got to get your fish oils. Is fish oil. Oil is fat. That's what it is. There's so many things in the body that are made of fat. Not only do you need fat, but you need additional vitamins and minerals that are emulsifiers. Yep. Which cause fat to be absorbed in water because fat and water, do, oil and water does not mix unless there's an emulsifier attached to it. Well, and on top of that, a lot of proteins and vitamins bind to fat. Exactly. And so you need those to be able to bring them into the body. Mm -hmm. So the reason carbohydrates are essential, they're your fuel, they're your replacement, they're your primary energy source for mm -hmm. the human body. Yep. You need them for your brain. If you're like high protein diets where you don't eat carbs, your body has to convert protein into carbohydrate energy mm -hmm. and use it in the brain. And in that process, they create basically broken down proteins called uh, creatine. Yeah. Or creatinine, depending on how you're talking about it, that your kidney has to filter out. Wait, creatine? The thing that bodybuilders put in their shakes? It's spelled the exact same way, but but it's creatinine is how it's pronounced in the medical field. Creatinine? Creatin. Creat Cre creatine. C-R-E-A-T-I-N-E. Creatine. 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 It's literally how they measure my kidney function mark. Ah. So if your body... And that's probably one of the detriments of this guy is the if you overeat protein, yeah. your body has to filter out that much more. Mm -hmm. And it is detrimental to your kidneys because it's very difficult to filter out that it's actually toxic. Mm -hmm. And so overeating protein can cause that problem, which is why the Atkins diet back in the day before they understood the need for fat in the current fad diet that is um, keto, Whoa. which keto does work to a degree. And it does as long as you're focused on the vegetables, you can actually have a healthy diet on a, a keto-based diet because mm -hmm. you need some semblance of carbs, but you don't need the type of carbs that we're used to eating and bread and mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. The best carbs you can get generally are from things like vegetables and things from like your, your complex foods like okay. rice and grains. Cool. And so those are essential for your body to refuel. And those are essential for you to have that performance. Salt is integral to the body because you lose tons of salt when it comes to sweat. That's why Gatorade was invented. Mm -hmm. Because people realizing, um, a scientist actually at Florida State originally came up with a, a drink that would replenish his athletes more and add salt and electrolytes back into their body. And then it became famous because a professor uh, who was actually a kidney doctor saw that lecture by this person and brought it to Florida and the University of Florida, and hence the name Gatorade. It's named after the Florida Gators. Mm. And it became famous as it expanded across as the uh, the head coach of the Florida Gators at the time talked about it when he went on to a different job at a different university, and it spread. And eventually got coined Gatorade and started selling. Gatorade nowadays mm. is not the Gatorade it was. Mm. Like you said... They added sugar. They added sugar. If you notice, athletes talk about Gatorade. Mm -hmm. As a college athlete, the Gatorade that we drink was not the Gatorade you get off the shelves. Hmm. The Gatorade we drink was much, much less intense. Hmm. There's still a little bit of sugar in there because it does help the, the body in quickly replenishing that's why you Energy. always like watered down Gatorade. Like when you had the drink max when you were over, you would only put like one scoop in or half a scoop. Sonny, you never explained it. I just thought you were a freak, a weirdo. No, it's it's how it's meant to be drank. How oh, it's meant to be drank for athletes. Do I look like an athlete? Yes, you look no. like more of an athlete than me right no, now. No, I am uh, playing a lot of Elden Ring. Okay, I'm eating many a cookie. So no, I need my sweet, <laughs> sweet Gatorade. <laughs> 
Fine, be that way. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. All right. So all this in summary is that nutrition is essential for athletes to reach their peak performance. And the commonality that is understood about nutrition is often misunderstood in the public eye and in the professional eye, but it's starting to change because the engine of performance that is sports needs to be tuned all the time. And they're always looking for efficiencies and food is the easiest place to cause changes. It is. And on top of that, it's actually one of the biggest driving forces for our development as understanding nutrition and what the body needs. Mm -hmm. It's not simply that, you know, we study it because it's like, oh, the common person needs it. The thing that pushed the envelope for nutrition has been sport, Mm -hmm. has been performance. It has been trying to put the human body on the highest pedestal and achieve the highest heights you possibly can in performance in every aspect of the human competition. Okay, so back to the baby. Okay. So this baby, I've been shoving bone marrow in it. Okay. Day in, day out. Vegetables, carrots. Marrow. Yes. Lo- only carrots. I want those eyes. Good proteins. Laser syrup. Good proteins. Complete proteins with the essential amino acids. Perfect. And a good balanced profile of them, too. Not just a little bit of this and a lot of that. No. Nice, even essential amino pro- 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 proteins. What else do I do to this baby? What kind of training regimen do I put it on? Well, to start out, as it's developing, avoid weight training um, that can stunt growth. Oh, interesting. Because if you overexert while your body's developing, you suddenly are compressing the areas that have the growth plates in them. Interesting. Which... As bones grow, it's actually cartilage before it becomes bone. And as that grows, and if you compress that, you're actually smushing it down and causing it to not be able to expand and develop as the bones go. You want to wait on weight training until later. Multi-sport is key. Ah. Because that'll prevent injuries, because then you're balancing the muscles properly. Instead of overexerting the same exact muscles over and over again, you are creating a balance of an athletic body. The majority of athletes that make it in professional ranks were multi-sport athletes um, because they, they have greater athleticism. So I'm putting this baby into gymnastics on Mondays. Gymnastics early is great because of flexibility. Football on Tuesdays. Don't start football until later in life because of the impact. Hockey on Wednesday. Also one you want to wait until later. Track and field. That's fine. Track and field Tuesdays. Okay. Uh, Ultimate Frisbee Wednesday. Okay. There's there's already a problem I'm seeing. What? You're overexerting the baby. You're overexerting the child. This baby is a champion. You don't talk about my baby that way. No, because burnout is a thing. And it's not just burnout in the sense of, you know, mental burnout. It's the thing in actual physiological burnout. 
where you can cause problems within the muscles themselves by overexerting without rest. All right, gymnastics on Monday, math blaster on Tuesday, ultimate frisbee Wednesday, chess club on Thursday. Chess club Thursday, that's great. Football Friday, every weekend. If you're talking soccer, I will absolutely support that. Soccer, that's a soccer, baby. Goalie. (laughs) It's going to be goalie only. It's going to be a a lot of hand using. So, you know, get the full body workout. And then Saturday, Sunday, nothing but food. Cramming the bone marrow. Cramming the carrots. Cramming the good proteins. Loading. We call it protein loading. What about what the baby wants? What about what the the child wants? The baby can't even talk. You got to have fun. It's laughing. I tickle. (laughs) It'll tickle. I tickle. <laughs> the hand motions of just like tickling the smallest little it, baby. It was, it, it, it's going to have a good time. It's a baby. It's not even going to remember these years. I just want to describe what you did. <laughs> I tickle. He took his fingers, put them up by his chin. Like, I tickle you, baby. How do you tickle a baby? Tickle what are you going to tickle a baby with your full arm fully outstretched? That's weird. You're weird. You get close and tickle the baby. Yeah, but it's like, ooh, rub your little feet. You're going to laugh. Ooh. Whatever, man. Look, that baby, until as soon as it starts to get formative memories, I'm out of there. <laughs> But until that moment, I'm going to set this kid up psychologically to be expecting a regimen of intense training and intenser eating. And proper portion sizes. Well, Saturday and Sunday are loading. No, no. It's not going to be proper portions. You know, like what a is cave- this, a mukbang of baby pretty proportions? Much, pretty much. You know, the caveman with a bone with a meat oh. wrapped around that. It's a lot of that. <laughs> Open wide carving it off on their teeth oh, as it oh, rolls the, the baby's the teeth, yes. Yeah. When I say baby, I meant it just popped out. Oh. This is a baby. Are you going to make it eat the placenta? Is it nutritious? I yes. don't know. Is it? Yeah. It supposedly is. I don't want to it's, eat. It's dense in stem cells. I don't care. <laughs> I'm yeah. not eating that placenta. Would you, if I had a placenta right here, would you eat it? If in the event... That my significant other that uh-huh. I don't have currently uh-huh. Uh-huh. has a child uh-huh. and s- wants us to consume it as a, a thing. I'd do it. Ew. As long as it was prepared. Like, it's. I've heard it's not that bad if it's prepared properly. Some people put it in smoothies. It sounds really gross, but, you know, we eat gross things all the time, man. Like what? You know like how what? many chemicals we've eaten throughout our okay, life that yeah. are absolutely oh, sure. terrible. If you're going to go that route. Chewing yeah. gum, the stuff that's in chewing gum. As opposed to eating chemicals, you get placenta or chemicals. That's not a fair comparison yeah, to make. Have you ever eaten a uh, chicken heart or chicken liver? No. I don't like liver and I'm not going to eat a heart. I haven't, but my grandfather used to eat it all the time. It was very I, gross to I watch. would imagine that a heart would be very nutritious to eat. I, I Liver is absolutely nutritious. Are you a big proponent of that if you consume the heart of your enemy, you will gain its powers? I'm not against it. You're not against it. So this baby is going to go, Kali Ma, some other baby's <laughs> hearts. <laughs> Feast upon it. That's Sunday. Kali Ma Sunday. <laughs> Gotta go put it, just put the baby in the baby wing of the hospital and then just like come back the next there's, day. There's only, show. yeah, there's only one baby left and it's sitting there with a heart in its hand. It's the ultimate baby. It's like the Highlander. It's the of, alpha baby. It's the, <laughs> it's the Sigma baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it on that Sigma grind set early. <laughs> And then over in the corner is the Zeta baby, like, hiding. The Zeta baby. 
I, yeah, cause wait, wouldn't, wouldn't it be the Omega, baby? Wait, is Omega the last one or is Zeta the last one? Uh, Zeta's Z, so. Is it the last one? They always go Alpha and Omega, so I always thought Omega was the last one. They're arguably the opposites. Like Alpha and Omega opposites. If, but if I, I heard that there was an last. Omega baby on the loose, I would be scared. If I heard there was a Zeta baby on the loose, I would not be scared. Yeah. So I'm guessing Zeta must be lower than Omega. Because Omega sounds like a fucking, I don't want to mess with the Omega baby. The Greek alphabet. The last letter in the Greek alphabet is Omega. There you go. The Omega babies in the corner. Zeta actually is the sixth. Ah, interesting, interesting, interesting. Interesting. Okay, so I'll work on the whole baby thesis. When I get my master's degree, my thesis... You're going to study sports nutrition? I'll study baby nutrition. <laughs> get baby milk milk. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's what baby's going to be. It's give them milk milk. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give them milk milk. Then Mil give formula. Mil milk is insufficient. Not Milk is, uh, I okay, back to logical, actually truth saying, milk is completely sufficient. However, in my training room, <laughs> training <laughs> regimen of making the Alpha Omega baby. <laughs> it's a combo of both. Yeah. The strongest. <laughs> when Alpha Omega combined, you get Optimus Prime. It's just like how I made you do your Franken football. Uh, oh. Back, I'm going to make a Franken baby. <laughs> just the most, the strongest parts of all the babies. Oh my God. There's this, um, this kid that was famous way back when, who was just like the most sculpted muscle baby. Right. Because of the myostatin deficiency. No, because his parents made him bodybuild when he was like 10. But also because he had a myostatin deficiency. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Because myostatin, you know myostatin, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the inhibitor of muscle growth. It's it's the body naturally has a certain amount of it. That way you have, uh, it limits how much muscle you naturally maintain in your body. Less myostatin means that you have more muscle because it's not being inhibited. Like uh, when you stop training or whatever, myostatin goes up and you lose your muscle because it's more efficient that way. But some uh, humans, some animals have what's called a myostatin deficiency. Belgian blue cows. Oh yeah. A myostatin deficiency. They have been bred that way. They're enormous. They're enormous. They're huge. They're, they're more muscles than God. And, and there's some humans that have varying levels of myostatin. And the, I think this kid, there's been multiple kids that are like super weirdly muscular for the young age that they are. Like even like pre-puberty, some even way pre-puberty. Uh, they just are like have biceps and six pack abs. Uh, and it's, I think it's largely due to myostatin deficiency. From a logical standpoint, makes complete sense. But also I would completely believe that parents would overtrain their child. I also completely believe that. Yeah, that and that's a problem. That's why I wanted to make it particularly clear that being a multi-sport athlete is actually highly beneficial. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing and the biggest issues and in injuries today have come from overuse. And usually that happens in early specialization in one particular sport. Mm -hmm. Because if you're using the exact same muscles over and over again, you're going to strengthen those muscles, but you're also not strengthening the muscles that balance out those muscles. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, just like knee injuries, if you overwork your quads and not your hamstrings, you're more prone to knee injuries because all of a sudden you're imbalanced. Mm -hmm. Same thing, vice versa. But more often than not, it's the quads that get overworked than the hamstrings because right. the hamstrings are a harder muscle to work. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with bicep triceps. How you tear muscles oftentimes has to do with muscle imbalance and overuse. Uh -huh. 
And that's also like all of those things exist within the sporting world and over-specialization resulting in injuries and burnout. There you have it. There you have it, everybody. We have isolated down nutrition as it plays into our lives and the lives of professional athletes. But it's still fascinating to me how much the sport industry impacts culture. And in the biggest way, sports has created a greater focus on nutrition than we possibly otherwise wouldn't have gotten into. Mm-hmm. And understanding how what the human body needs, what it needs for optimal performance yeah. within right after exercise mm-hmm. and right before exercise or days before mm-hmm. to where there's entire courseworks and departments at universities and sports in general, NFL teams. Everyone has pretty much a dietitian at those levels of sport. Mm-hmm. And as that has persisted, that research has started to expand, especially recently into the consumer market for people to understand what their bodies need mm-hmm. when it comes to their goals for body image, for fitness and beyond. Well, there you have it, everybody. And it's fascinating to know that like this knowledge does spread because you'll get gym bros that like flunked out of high school that know more about their biological processes and the exact nutrients that their body needs for optimal growth, timing, whatever. They know all this stuff because it's important to them. And with sports, it's like pushing the human body to its limits. We all have human bodies for now. And then we need to take care of them and uh, feed them nutrition that is optimal for us and our performance. There's even nutritionists for esports athletes. I would believe that because the brain reacting to the fingertip is still just as important in the same brain that's going to the big old bicep and the big old honking legs. And the big old honking yeah we'll cut it (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you everybody so much for listening i learned a lot about nutrition and uh how sports influences our uh daily regimen of food intake if you want us to get further into the nitty-gritty we can i just didn't want to get too detailed and too biochemistry-esque for this um as i work towards my second master's that i didn't get which was in exercise physiology ah are you gonna get it I mean, I technically didn't get accepted into the program, so there's a long story behind this, but it was an unfortunate occurrence of the head of the department passing away due to cancer, Mm. who was working with me to get me into the classes I needed. And then after they passed away, the new head department wouldn't let me get into the class because he's like, you don't need this. There are plenty of other people who need this. I'm like, no, I'm trying to get this. And they didn't let me in. I was really sad. I'm sorry about that, man. I got everything but one class as a prereq. Well, uh, you joined me in terms of uh, college dropouts. Congratulations, you're on the same boat as I am. We are equals now. I always thought we were equals, but not on college dropout now status. Now we are equals. Didn't you just in the last episode go like, you are not at my level of education. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my That's accurate, and that was, that was a joke. Anyway, you go to Wimbledon, sir. I'll enjoy my... Omegas, bone marrow, carrots, and filet mignon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to listen to more of this, be sure to download this episode. Like it, subscribe it, favorite it. Do whatever you need to do to be notified of this. Set an alarm on your phone every Thursday. That's when our videos, our podcasts go up. Videos might go up on the YouTube channel very soon. Yep, podcast comes out 12 a.m. Eastern time. Which is strange. Yeah. Who picked that? I have no clue. Why midnight? I have no clue. Distractible does the same thing. I'm like, why? (laughs) I don't know. Just lots of people stay up late and listen to our podcast. They've been talking about it. That's fair. 
You do you. Yeah. But when it comes to nutrition, you do you for the best you that you is. And the best you that you want to be. And the best you that you will be I when believe. you do that for you. Yeah, I believe in you. Okay. Anyway, I've been Mark. This is Tyler. Yeah, we uh, we do go my favorite sports team in this podcast you just listened to. Yeah. Uh, but you can check out Mark's uh, in space. Nah. Go to space with Mark. Go to space with me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Tyler. <laughs> Time for bed, Tyler. Let's go. <laughs> It looks so uh, clean and nice. Uh, a nice bed tonight. Yeah, yeah, you'll enjoy it. Okay, all right. <laughs> no! <laughs>